This is a Timmet podcast. This podcast is part of the series On the Marge. This episode is part of the second series. Chronologically, it falls somewhere before episode 35. The title of this episode is Together, One Caribou Apart. Together, One Caribou Apart. My dad says this COVID thing is really making some people unhappy. I don't mind it because I get to stay home with my mom and dad all day instead of going to school. Okay, so I have a bit of school on the internet and on video, but, but not much. I miss my friends, although we talk on Skype sometimes. But our family has video night every night, and we all sit on the couch together. And my mom is reading me Robinson Crusoe, the old version with the funny old words in it. She says it's good to learn about being alone. I'd like to be on a desert island alone, maybe with Quark, my dog. We could have adventures. But a lot of things have changed. Our family still goes out walking every day but we go a lot farther. Now everyone waves at us, even bus drivers and people in cars, people we don't even know. And when we meet people who are walking, they always want to stop and talk. But we're always careful to stay at least one caribou distance away, just like it says on the poster. And we get different food sometimes, like popcorn on movie nights. And we had Air North food last week. My dad says the airplanes aren't flying much, but the Air North kitchen is still making food for people who aren't in airplanes. I think my dad ordered on the internet. And then the Air North truck came with a cardboard box. Inside were a bunch of airplane meals, all frozen. Mr. McPherson took some over to the people locked up in his house. He said he kept the best ones for himself. I don't know which ones those were. They're all pretty good. We had Air North ham for Easter. Good old Air North, said my dad. He always says that. Good old Air North. Always there when we need them. Wonder if Joe cooks the food. Everyone knows Joe. He's the boss at Air North, and his picture is in the airplane magazine. He flew the plane one night when we came back from Vancouver, so I thought he might do cooking too. Mr. McPherson is living at our house for a while, in one of the bed and breakfast rooms. His girl Becky came back from somewhere outside with her friend Jude. They have to be locked up for two weeks to be sure they don't have the virus. Mrs. McPherson is locked up with them in the McPherson house because she said she wanted to look after her little girl. Oh, that's crazy. Because Becky isn't a little girl. She's, she's old, like about 20 or 30 or something. Anyway, Mr. McPherson didn't want to be locked up with them and said he would be the one to bring them food. So yeah, Mr. McPherson is at our place. He eats with us and reads a lot of cowboy books. And Mr. McPherson gets lots of phone calls from the people in his house. Mostly it's complaints, but Mr. McPherson doesn't mind. He just smiles and reads another chapter in his cowboy book before he does anything. One day... Everyone over there plugged in their hair dryers all at the same time, and the lights went out. Another day, Becky called to say that Mrs. McPherson had seen a TV program where being locked up was like living in a submarine, and Becky didn't like that her mom was trying to run the house like a submarine captain. Some days, they don't like the food that Mr. McPherson brings them. And just yesterday, the McPherson house ran out of toilet paper. How could three women use so much toilet paper, asked Mr. McPherson. So I started to guess the answer. I thought it was like a riddle but it turned out to be one of those questions that adults ask when they really don't want answers. I don't know why they do that. Mr. McPherson took over more toilet paper, but not right away, only after he'd read a bunch more in his cowboy book. They can wait, he said. Kelda down the street misses her daughter and granddaughter. 
Every couple of days they park in her driveway and Kelda comes out to talk while they sit in the car with the windows open. But she always stays one caribou away from the car. And then they go home. It was Esther Glatt's birthday last week, but she couldn't have a party. So she had a drive-by birthday where everyone got their parents to drive them by in the car and honk the horn while Esther watched out the window. And there were birthday cupcakes on the picnic table in her front yard and every kid got to take one home. And they all stayed one caribou apart when they picked them up. But the big change is that there is a new person on Walnut Crescent. Cork and I were walking down by Kathy and Jim's house when the Air North food truck showed up. I checked to see if Joe was driving, but it was a lady. She got out a cardboard box and carried it up Kathy and Jim's driveway. But before she could get to the door, it opened and Kathy stuck her head out. Quick, Alex, she shouted. Go get your mum. I can't get her on the phone. And then she said something about water and breaking or something. I didn't understand. And Kathy looked like she'd stubbed her toe because she closed her eyes tight and said, Oh. So Quark and I ran home and told my mum what had happened. When I got to the part about water and breaking, my mum understood right away. Kathy's having her baby, she said. But where's Jim? He's supposed to be right there to take her to the hospital. So my mum grabbed the keys to the van and we ran out to the driveway. Just as we got there, the Air North truck raced by with Kathy looking out the half-open window. Hospital, she shouted. And then the truck screeched around the corner and disappeared up Pine Street. So Quark and I walked with my mom to Kathy and Jim's house to see if we could find Jim. The box of Air North food was in the middle of the driveway. We were just ringing the doorbell when Jim drove up. But I was only gone 20 minutes, he protested when we told him what had happened. Kelda emailed Kathy and told her how she really liked bullet hole bagels because you can get them fresh. And Kathy was getting really impatient because the baby just wasn't coming. And I wanted to do something special for her. So I ordered the bagels online and just picked them up. Well, that's how you got to do it these days. Jim held up the bag. My mom grabbed it out of his hand. I'll look after these, she said, and the Air North food. I think you should get to the hospital as fast as you can. So it all turned out okay in the end. Kathy and Jim had a little boy. They got the picture in the paper. <laughs> so did the Air North lady who drove Kathy to the hospital. So did the policeman who tried to stop them for speeding, but then turned on his siren and led them to the hospital once he realized what was happening. I've seen the baby on Skype and in the window, but not for real, not even caribou distance. I want to hold him in my arms. Not until this virus thing is done, I guess. And everyone was trying to think up a name for the baby. I thought they should call him COVID, so he would always remember about when he was born. But nobody liked my idea. Instead, Kathy and Jim named their baby Joseph. That's long for Joe, the boss at Air North. Everyone knows Joe. And the Air North truck dropped off two more boxes of food for Kathy and Jim. The Air North lady said that Kathy and Jim might be too busy to cook for a while. But she kept her caribou distance when she said that. Good old Air North, said my dad. He always says that. This has been a Timmet podcast in a series called On the Marge. Instrumental intro and exit are courtesy of Kate Weeks. If you would like more of these podcasts, check out the podcast website at timmet.ca slash podcasts. That's T-I-M-M-I-T dot C-A slash podcasts.